0: Ayo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights, got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USVI is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up, cause we about to run the be like light forest gone. Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent, cause we did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out, cause we got the drink packed. And we're maxing it out. Everybody come on. I said, sound that horn. Cause we gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Yeah.
1: All aboard, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show, coming to you not quite live from Boca Raton, Florida. I want to thank you guys for joining. We do have a very special guest today. Say hi, Beatrix. Hello, everyone. So Beatrix was, uh, it's always fun when we have Beatrix on the show. It was uh, kind of a last-minute thing. We just decided, I had a couple of things in mind that I wanted to do, and I've been meaning to do this show for a while. And I feel like it should be like an every couple of year tradition or maybe once a year tradition where we look out there and kind of reach into our imagination. Not everybody did their homework, but just trying to figure out what we think they could put together on cruise ships. I had some ideas. I put it out to the cones. Beatrix did throw it around the office. Beatrix, you want to say hi to some of your work friends?
2: Oh, Wendy and John—they are my closest friends in the office. So I did ask them on the topic, and I they I, they do have some input. So they do have some. I know one.
1: Wendy and John, how you guys doing? I'm so glad you guys found the show through Beatrix, and um, so good to have you guys. And do they cruise or no?
2: Oh, they cruise, and Wendy's actually a Patreon member.
1: Wendy's. Oh yes, I remember. We said hi mm-hmm. to wait Wendy for the Patreon. Wendy, thank you so much. You are. Uh, not a mortal you are not a mere regular you are a super cone so thank you for that and uh well well, john will come on board one day but they do
2: cruise both of them so they
1: do yeah what type of cruises are they
2: john went on one this year i believe it was carnival out of miami i don't remember the ports and wendy does it like twice a year through her husband's workplace they get these free cruises and they usually leave out of fort lauderdale but it's pretty cool they do cruise more than i do actually
1: where are they going to come on the um what wasn't John, thinking about the group cruise? Yes,
2: he was, and we still poke him about it, but he's not, hes I don't know, he's not very convincible. Well, now
1: the, uh, this one is a little expensive now at this point, so I do understand if money isn't an issue, it's definitely something all of you should th- consider, but I will say if it's if it's about a budget thing right now, it's not so budget-friendly as it was maybe eight months ago or whatever, but to the contrary, we do have a very budget-friendly peer Pirates and Runners Part 2 that maybe he'd be interested in. But I guess, you know, you'll work on them at And the I office. also
2: read that someone's looking for a roommate on on the first group. So maybe that would be a solution for him to room with the person who's looking for a roommate. I don't remember who that was
1: Exactly, John, there are options. Come on. We got some options for you. So what's going on? It's actually a nice little opportunity for us to catch up. I haven't seen you in a while.
2: I know. It's been forever. Last week I was supposed to go with you to Miami and I bailed. I'm sorry. You
1: did bail uh, you know, I don't blame you for that. That trip ended up being uh half a disaster anyway. It was just um you know how it is. You start driving down there and you try to time everything right and you can't. You can't like you can't especially when the ships, the ships are not going to stop from uh, you know, from sailing away and it, the littlest thing could throw you off. Like if the traffic is bad, you're screwed. That didn't totally crush me. I still probably would have been close. However, when I got there, I've never seen this before, that lot completely shut down.
2: Yeah, I heard it on your Patreon. I'm like, I've never heard that before either. But to be honest with you, I bailed because of traffic. I drive to Miami two, three times a week, and it doesn't matter whether you go in the afternoon or at night or late night or early morning or afternoon or weekend afternoon. It's always traffic, and it kills me.
1: So you guys heard it here. Um, Beatrix, we haven't seen each other in a while, but she preferred... In exchange, instead of having to sit with me for maybe an extra 15, 20 minutes and have a conversation and catch up, she decided to just not go. <laughs> we'll get through it, though. You know what? Listen, I get it. It's the real world. Um, all right. So I guess that's pretty much it. What else? Anything else? Anything else? New? Oh, wait. Tell us. Tell them about your uh, Cuba thing.
2: Oh, I'm going to a fit camp in April, so back to Cuba I go.
1: So apparently you still can. You sent me a link. I did not get a chance to open it. There we can still go to Cuba not via cruise. Now I knew we can cruise to Cuba. You just got to go to Barbados or something like that. But uh, why would we be able to fly to Cuba and not sail to Cuba?
2: I don't know the answer to that. The only the you sent me thing, a link. I did send you a link because I know they nixed the people-to-people people reason to go there, and I think cruise ships covered that. In like i don't know in majority or i don't know i what guess so it, it makes sense so it's basically it, some
1: deniability you basically yeah. if you're taking a cruise there there's no offense ands or buts you're going there to, to, to enjoy, vacation yeah to, to for recreation if you are flying i guess maybe there's some avenues where it could be considered you know more of like a whether it's charity whether it's relief work whether it's uh, business or things like that i guess
2: Exactly, exactly. So I'll be going back in April to Varadero, that beach town that you actually wanted to drive down, I think.
1: That's the one I mentioned, right? Yep. That looks so nice. Yeah,
2: that's about two-hour drive from Havana.
1: But you were right. You were. You said because that was the first time I was going to go and Beatrix uh, accurately said to me, it's a very nice idea. But for your first time, do not not go to Havana, right?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely. Havana first and then whatever else after that. Yeah. But before that, I'm actually getting on an airplane in about 10 days again. I'm going to Europe.
1: You going to Europe for what?
2: I'm going to visit my mom, and I'll oh, stop yeah. in Germany to check out the Christmas market. Nothing like a German Christmas market. They are famous for the most beautiful and nicest Christmas market. So
1: um, we're going to talk about Germans in a little while. And, and you, your origin is German, right?
2: No, I'm Hungarian.
1: Now, I know you're Hungarian, but you have roots to Germany. No, I do not, Beatrix. I
2: don't, I don't know where you get that from.
1: There's another one. There's another. You. Who's your favorite soccer team? G-
2: the German national. Yeah. Team. But I don't have German roots.
1: You have roots other than Hungary. Hungary. You have something else that you- Romanian,
2: maybe Romanian. Yeah. I thought
1: you spent. Time- I thought you said there was some affiliation with you in Germany.
2: Yeah, I was involved with someone from Germany for a very long time. You were. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Yes.
1: So what I was going to say was this: we have a story. We're going to start the news in a second, and it involves Germans. Germans, uh, can you wait? Uh, Germans are a little freaky, though. So they they have that reputation, don't they? In what way? Like a little eccentric. I heard there's weird nightclubs in Germany. Now, I'm going to sound like an idiot now because I don't have any facts or research. But I think I heard there's nightclubs you can go to in Germany that literally anything goes. And just some weird imaginative stuff. Now, please, let's remember to bookmark this because I'm sounding like a moron right now. I'm going to research this. I heard that somebody said on a podcast, a comedian went and a local took him to this club and it was just I mean, throw the rules out the window when you're talking about drugs, you're talking about sexual exploits. It was just a public club that was, I'm going to say, maybe totally mainstream, but it was in—it very readily accessible in Germany, and it was just kind of weird. No?
2: I have no idea. I've never been to a club in Germany, okay. so right. I don't know.
1: All right, so Maybe they
2: are. The only thing I can say about them is they're very black and white. And we know that. I mean, anything that's from Germany, it's very good. And that's the only way about it. And if anything's bad, they just don't tolerate that. So there's no gray area. Okay. Like, you don't have a German car that's like, meh. All of them are great. You don't have German chocolate that's like, maybe good. They're all great. Like, anything and everything is either the very best or not so best, and their personalities are always not so good, so
1: they are engineering experts right exactly man' exactly. A, very wh-
2: meticulous, very like black and white
1: during the Cold War. I remember hearing an anecdote that uh, and i 'm going to screw it up probably, but they said uh, something about that uh, one of the presidents was curious and how we were doing. Towards the race for the I think it was the atom bomb, like the bomb, we were trying to develop the bomb, and Russia was trying to develop the bomb and there was a race between the two countries and uh everybody knows that the German people are really i mean germany wasn 't going after the bomb, but one of the um one of the one of the people that were reporting to the president the president wanted an update he said how 's it going with the bomb how are we doing how are we doing versus russia?" And then the response from the guy who was briefing the president, he said, don't worry, our Germans are way smarter than their Germans. Oh. So, so it was all about just who can get the best Germans because they yeah. just, and then their cars are out of control too, right?
2: And abs- everything. Like anything they do, anything they touch, it's top notch in my opinion. Yeah. well, German soccer, cars, chocolate, cheese. Men. Scenery. Men. <laughs> <laughs> But all right let's go let's right. go and move on to the cruise news
1: all right let's go on to the cruise news all right ladies and gentlemen do not forget to check us out on Facebook we have what is called the always be booked cruisers ultra lounge if you're new to the show what it is is a little bit of a community where we kind of get together we comment on each other's cruises we give each other advice we break each other's chops it's just like i said if there is anything community based about this show that's pretty much the 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 home the 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 base, the core of it, is right there on the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. It is a closed group, but uh yeah, just request to join, and we will let you right in. All right, here we go. It's never a good thing when the bottom of a cruise ship hits the ground, and that's exactly what happened on the Celebrity Expedition this past Tuesday near the Galapagos. By comparison. <laughs> oh, <you're still> <laughs> We got to release the uh, outtakes on this. Oh, my God. It's never a good thing when the bottom of a cruise ship hits the ground, and that's exactly what happened with the Celebrity Expedition this past Tuesday near the... Galapagos? Galapagos, thank you. Uh, By comparison to most of its fleet, this, which is pretty much a glorified yacht, had only 46 guests on board at the time, and in a very rare industry scenario, was outnumbered by the crew by 11 people. So you know what that means. That means there was 58 crew member on board. See, we do the math right there. Fortunately, there were no injuries. And guests, along with non-essential crew, were then evacuated to nearby Celebrity Flora. I guess these are some uh, expedition-style cruise ships that circulate in that area. And Have you ever heard of an expedition cruise?
2: Uh, I have, actually, when I was on the World Okay. My friend who works on the world, they always organize expeditions on like really remote places. It's super cool. Really? Yeah, but that's only for the residents of the world.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, that's crazy because they're much smaller ships as you could see, hold 46 guests and they'll do all sorts of cool stuff. They'll do like wet landings when they kind of just jump off the ship into them. I mean that's out of control. Um they were then sailed over to Quito, Ecuador and from there They will all have to find their flights back home. While this is, by most industry standards, a disaster, it could have been much worse. As mentioned, no one was hurt. Uh, There doesn't appear to be any environmental issues, and the ship was afloat and safely at anchor. We do have a statement from Celebrity, and it reads as follows. We are grateful no injuries were were reported from last night's incident, and we appreciate those responders who stepped in to provide service along the way. Um, cruise lines typically hope for as much of a, I guess, percentage of the ship to be filled as possible. Now this ship, I guess, quote unquote ship was pretty full, but they have to be relieved that the guest count was not that high, uh, especially when the cruise line agrees to offer a 100% reimbursement on the sailing. Also the travel accommodations, transportation, and they're also giving them a future cruise credit, um. Uh, Take note, Norwegian. Uh, Royal Caribbean seems to, and Carnival too. they seem to always do a good job with this. I mean, could you imagine, though, if the ship runs aground and they have to do this for an actual cruise ship? 46 people. Not too bad, right?
2: Yeah, not bad at all. I, I don't know how this can happen, though. It's no. It's so weird.
1: It has happened before. Uh, the Bahama Paradise, their original cruise ship, ran aground and then eventually sank. And then I thought, I thought that was it for that cruise line, but apparently they got funding, and now they had a, they got another actual real cruise ship. Because that one, if you looked at that one, if you looked, uh, if you googled some images on the old uh, Celebrity or what a you no know, Grand Celebration cruise ship, that same company, Bahama Paradise, it was like a blue and orange giant, like it looked like a cargo ship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it looked like it was really repurposed for cruising. That thing sank. Or whatever ran aground and then eventually, whatever, not operational anymore whatsoever. Thankfully, nobody was hurt there either. But they uh, somehow bounced back. And they, because that ship, I think they were doing a lot of timeshare tours. Like if you got that cruise for a ridiculously cheap price or free, you would have to do like a timeshare tour while mm-hmm. you're on your cruise. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the buffet, it was like little cheese and crackers style freaking crap. Yeah. But, um, It's just crazy how uh, they bounced back and they actually bought, which is the Grand Celebration, the old Carnival cruise ship. And uh, then they eventually added another ship, the Costa uh, ship, the Classica, the Grand Classica. So they're back and I don't know if they're better. Well, they are better than ever. I don't know if they're sustaining. I don't know if the business model is long term uh, doing well because I do know, especially with the issues with the hurricane at Grand Bahama, they're having a lot of time, uh, a lot of trouble selling out those ships. A lot of times they're very empty, but they got two ships coming out of Palm Beach, you know?
2: Yeah, you wanted to get me on that once, and I said no.
1: Because I'm just an addict. I don't care. Like, if you're at sea, when you're you're sitting... In a chair on a Lido deck and you're looking out to the sea and you got a drink in your hands. That's the same view, no matter what you're sitting on. So I had no problem with it. But yeah, I could see why somebody would be hesitant yeah, to. Uh, after
2: the harmony to get on that, I think it would be quite yeah. shocking for me.
1: Exactly. Beatrix, a little spoiled, by but yeah, you know, this a little is
2: pretentious over here.
1: <laughs> definitely not the harmony of the seas. Um, All right, so we do have to touch on this situation Uh, in Germany, where there was a couple that was kicked off a cruise ship while in port in Barbados, and according to them, it was because they were too loud as they left their balcony door open during sex. This was supposed to be a 14-day Caribbean sailing on the Main Schiff, Main Schiff, Main Schiff? Main Schiff? Main Schiff, Five, but the couple was asked not to re embark in Bar- Barbados due to what the cruise line is calling an issue regarding the safety of the guests and the safety of other travelers. Now, the couple filed a lawsuit to recover money spent on their cruise, also their accommodations after the cruise, and transportation. As well as other compensations with pain and suffering, I guess the woman who was identified as Renate F did admit that the lovemaking was passionate, and that perhaps they were Look a bit them. They were a bit loud, and that they forgot to close the balcony door. Now, Beatrix, you were telling me when this happened to you one time. On the- <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. No. <laughs>
2: oh my god but she carry on
1: she did want to stress the fact that the sex was consensual okay that's good
2: at least that (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: she said that her mate who we all know who we know to be volker is that a common name in germany volker Uh, did go on the balcony to smoke after and shortly they had a very loud argument now beatrix aren't they doing this wrong aren't you supposed to someone should tell these people uh the germans i don't know the arguing is supposed to come first Then you have the sex with the makeup sex, and that makes it better. But either way, this guy sounds like he's... he's The order was wrong. (laughs) The order was wrong, but it was loud and passionate. So it sounds like this guy's bringing some heat.
2: I I don't think this is the reason they got kicked off, to be quite honest with you.
1: Really? You think this is a... I think
2: there's more behind it.
1: Alright, shortly after, they received a visit from a security guard and a manager. At that point, they were told to leave the ship and that they would have to find their own way home back to Paris from Barbados en route to their final destination would be Germany. At this point, the cruise line is not giving a reason as to why the couple was asked to leave the ship. Uh, here we have a quote. In the event of security incidents on board, we reserve the right to ask our guests to leave the vessel in exceptional cases. Uh, TIU, which is the cruise line, said in a statement to Newsweek. Please understand, he continues, that we do not want to comment on any of the details in order to protect the personality rights of the guests. What do you guys think? Beatrix, what do you think? Were they kicked? They- you don't think they were kicked off? Well, how would they be kicked off for? If- you- they said you were allowed to smoke on the balcony on this ship. Oh, they are? Yeah. I guess it's you know, you know Europeans out there—they're allowed to yeah, do whatever they we're want. We
2: are like that. Um, I don't know. I really don't think that the the reason for them to be kicked off was the loud sex. It's either the fight afterwards got a little too heated.
1: Maybe a combination.
2: Maybe a combo. I don't know. But that alone wouldn't be wouldn't be enough of a.
1: I don't know though if you're sitting if, in my right, opinion well what would you do if you were sitting there uh, well let's just say you brought a family on board and you were at the balcony next to them or below them and out of nowhere you just hear this 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 chick getting pounded out I mean just aggressively to the point where you know you I, I gotta think too though like
2: I'll tell you what I would do what Just leave the room. Let them have their fun and go do something else and come back in two hours and it'll be over.
1: Now, do you think that there was any level of uh, exhibitionism going on? Do you think they were doing it on purpose at all?
2: I personally don't. but That's just my opinion. Maybe that's their norm.
1: Okay. I was talking about this with, with, with Kay because we went on a cruise on the Oasis of the Seas. And I've said this before, so I'll go fast. But like, we would go to dinner. And there was this other couple who was probably a white couple in their 40s, and it was a table for six. And they were really cool, but we would make a dinner and then not make a dinner. Make a dinner, then not make a dinner. There was this other couple, this Jamaican couple, that would always be at dinner as well, but they would not be there on the nights that we were there. But every night when we would be there, they would say, you guys got to come and meet this couple. They're crazy. They're a good-looking couple. They're young. They're, they're just very interesting. So on an eight-day cruise, that finally happened on day eight where all six of us were at dinner. So the couple that made dinner every night, they were happy. They were, "Oh, I'm so happy you guys finally got to meet each other. Was a this couple, he was like, Thomas nice to meet you listen our room, our room steward his name is james you know me and her and this was a beautiful girl and she was quiet and nice she looked very reserved but the guy was not reserved he was like listen we like to do our thing man you know we we leave the door open and we leave, we let the guests we let the uh the I'm butchering a, uh, uh, a Jamaican accent, but the room steward, we let him listen sometimes. We leave the door open for him and then, you know, we do our thing. And then she just shyly, like, nods her head. Yeah, we do. We do a lot. We do do that. And we open the balcony door and, you know, I see the room steward. He says, uh, James, you're a very bad man. James, you're a bad man. But then they laugh about it. So there are couples that do that, exhibitionists like that. If you If you got a door open... And you're on a bed and and you're and you're on a cruise ship. I got to feel like you want to let people know what, what, what was happening. I could be wrong. You don't M- think so?
2: Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I still don't think that is the sole reason for them to be thrown off that ship.
1: But then you also There's have... There's more to it. Okay, but you also have to feel um, pretty... I mean, they feel pretty confident. The fact that they're going back and suing the cruise line. If they did something that was that wrong, that... They're not mentioning. Mm -hmm. Do you think they'd have the confidence to, to say it?
2: Well, nowadays, everybody sues for everything, hoping that they'll get something out of it. Even if they just get publicity out of it, maybe they enjoy that. If they are the people that they are and you described who enjoys people to talk about them and see them and whatnot, maybe they're doing it for attention only. I don't know. Again, personally, I think there's more to it than just one one occasion of loud sex.
1: If they were going to do it for exhibition purposes, they would probably do it on the balcony. On the balcony. Or on the Lido deck or whatever. No, on the Lido deck, Beatrix. That's, That's immediate arrest. That's worse than getting kicked off. All right. So here, I got a question for you guys. We'll move on from this. You have never, you, have you ever had this situation? You've never been on, you've never had any ba- balcony encounters. No, I have not, okay. Tom. Yeah, this uh, to this point. Uh, <laughs> how do you pay for your cruise, guys? Some people, not myself, simply book it and pay in full on the spot. Others pay the deposit so they can get excited and then spend the subsequent months putting money towards it. Others, and this is kind of my category, pay the deposit and then scrounge together the final payment balance about an hour and a half before the cruise line is going to release the room back to the public. Uh, A couple of years ago, some cruise lines put in a financing plan. I think Carnival was the one that mainly did did this, that would allow you to make monthly payments towards your cruise, thus allowing you to treat it as a bill. Uh, you would divide the balance up and it would help you stay on a schedule. The newest option uh, being given to cruises is by Carnival Cruise Line, and they are providing you with an option to finance your entire cruise up to 24 months for up to 24 months, regardless of your sailing date. Now, this is dangerous For cruise junkies like myself, Carnival and travel payment plan company Uplift have partnered up to offer this service to travelers who wish to cruise today and gladly pay another day. We have Ken Tate, who is the chief commercial officer for Carnival Cruise Lines, on a statement here. He says, Carnival is already the most affordable vacation in cruising. And with Uplift, guests can enjoy the vacation of a lifetime by spreading the cost of their trip into affordable monthly payments. As of now, this program is only available in the U.S. Uh, and you would, as you would guess, come with varying interest rates depending upon your credit. Uh, this program can be booked directly with Carnival or through your travel agent. Beatrix has pretty much been shaking her head through this whole article. I was irritated by this. This this irritates you? Oh my god. My
2: blood is boiling.
1: Why? To find it's your cruise, your blood is boiling?
2: Don't go on a cruise if you can't afford it. Only in America you can do such a thing. If you can't buy it, well, that's don't what it go. says right there.
1: It's, it's only, only available in the US. US.
2: There's no other place in the world that would allow you to finance a cruise trip.
1: Let's let's clear this up, Beatrix. Before we my get my blood hate is Melanie. boiling, you do, you I'm do, really upset right now. You do now. love America, though, right? You know, I do love America. Okay, more than not, you
2: more than you think.
1: Okay, let's not get a whole. You know, so. um the, but what what would you say? So you could say the same thing about a car though, right? Like you should only buy a car if you have cash. So you just don't like financing in general? You don't have any outstanding bills that you pay?
2: Not really, no. If you can't afford something, don't buy it. If you can't afford a Mercedes, don't buy a Mercedes. If you can't... Only with cash a so you say $100 buy- Ford then buy yourself a $600 Ford. Yes, I do have credit cards but I pay them in full at the end of the month for that very reason. If okay. you can't afford something don't buy it.
1: I agree. I I do agree in that if you are having to purchase cruises and you can't pay for your cruise up until, you know, let's just say a year after the cruise is over, that puts a huge damper on things because then the cruises start to pile up and then you're like, all right, I want to go on another cruise, but I'm still paying off this one that I just went on six months ago. So should I be doing that? But uh, I wonder if people like, you know, it, it does speak to, you know, the temptation of people like myself who just, you know, wow, I could book this cruise right now. I could book a, you know, I could run aground in the Galapagos." <laughs> and I don't have to pay for it until September of 2022. So there's a temptation there with that, but I do agree with you 100%. All right, moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Royal Beach Club. What is it? We don't know yet either, but it will most certainly be awesome. Like a late 90s rap song from Bad Boy Entertainment, Royal Caribbean simply can't stop. Dare I say, they won't stop. The announcement came down today that the cruise line and the government of Antigua Antigua or Antigua? How do you say it? Antigua. Antigua just signed a memorandum of understanding agreeing to develop a project that is being dubbed the Royal Beach Club. Details are not rolling in too quickly at this time, but what we hear is this will be an extensive addition to the island that will give cruisers a whole new set of options while giving a solid shot in the arm to the area's local economy. Around here, we call that a win-win. Royal Beach Club is going to be uh, a newly developed beach in the Fort James area of the island. It will synergistically combine the natural beauty of the region with the expert level of entertainment we have come to know from Royal Caribbean. The result will be a utopia that will give cruisers something else to think about when they go to book their next cruise. Guests can expect local food, live music, ton of activities, a bunch of entertainment for the whole entire family. We have a statement here. The Royal Beach Club collection is an adventure we cannot wait to reveal to our guests. Now it's a collection?
2: Maybe they're going to do it multiple places?
1: I guess so. That was Michael Bailey. He is the president and CEO of Royal Caribbean International. He continues. We have incredible partners in the government of Antigua Barbados, and Barbados to bring the first I'm sorry, Barbuda. I freaking write this stuff and I can't even read it. Uh, To bring the first of our collection to life. Together, we are designing an experience that will bring more visitors to these idyllic islands and will create significant economic benefits and opportunities for local employment for years to come. We also have a statement from the honorable Charles Fernandez who is the Minister of Tourism for the Government of Antigua and Barbuda. The Government of Antigua and Barbuda welcomes this multi-million dollar investment into tourism product uh, into our tourism product by Royal Caribbean. The economic impact into our economy is projected to be approximately 80 million US dollars from direct revenue from the government over the next 30 years and over 1 billion In direct revenue during the same period. Royal Beach Club is set to open sometime in 2021 and it will encompass approximately one half a mile of beach across Fort James and is estimated to bring a significant amount of employment opportunities through the both the construction phase. And when the club is fully operational. Yeah, so you see those people. When you go to Coco Cay, it's crazy because there's so many people that got put to work there. But every once in a while, it's funny because you come across a veteran and we were interacting with one of the uh, locals that were working there, but they go back to the old days at Coco Cay. Mm-hmm. They just shake their heads. They're like, man, we missed the old
0: days. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> it used to be just, they just have to just watch the island.
2: And there were like three employees there, you one know? in a gift shop and two on the beach.
1: Exactly. And now there's literally pool parties with girls taking their shit. Now, I don't want to say that. That was our cruise. We, Like I said, we shared that port on that particular day with the Navigator of the Seas. And there was a 2,000-person Mary Kay, uh, I guess, partial charter. Group cruise, large group cruise, partial charter that was sharing the island with us. And that was just a bunch of, I guess, single makeup saleswomen for the most part. And, yeah, they got after a little bit. That particular environment was conducive for a lot of crazy stuff to happen and yeah they were absolutely taking shirts off flashing people dancing on the bar so much so that the um they they stopped they stopped the music a bunch of times to calm everybody down but uh, that's not normal that's not families out there I don't think that's I mean I've been to Coco K three times uh and it's that was the only time I've ever seen that
2: So wait, this Royal Beach Club is going to be very similar to Coco Cay and something, some islands like that, right? I
1: guess so. Like, what's this? So Labadee, right? Labadee is not an island; it's part of Haiti. So I wonder. I don't think it's going to be as extensive as Labadee because they said it's a half a mile, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess this is like a smaller version of that. They're just going to basically carve out a half a mile mile of beach and just put a bunch of attractions around it. So it's not. You're not going to consider this like a a a private destination. you know, when you go to Labadee, right, it says you're going to Labadee yes. on your itinerary. Yes. I don't think it's going to say you're going to, Coke I think it's going to say you're going to, you know, uh, Antigua, Barbuda. And then at Antigua, Barbuda, you have the Royal Beach Club. As an option. That'll probably be one of your uh, excursions you yeah, could do. Yeah, I think you know. so too. All right. Now there seems to be an endless supply of these Norwegian breakaway slash breakaway plus class ships. There are so many of them now that it's starting to get a little confusing as to which is which. All of that is going to come to an end, however, as NCL took delivery of what they say will be the final edition of the Breakaway Plus class cruise ships. On Wednesday, October 30th, Norwegian Encore was delivered and now will spend the next several months calling on ports in Europe and the Caribbean. She will be christened at an official naming ceremony on November 21st in Miami, where the ship's godmother, ready, drum roll, Kelly Clarkson will oversee the festivities. Uh, at this time, Beatrix would like to sing her favorite Carrie- Kelly Clarkson song. Go ahead, Beatrix. <laughs> no? I
2: don't have one.
1: I thought we talked about this.
2: No, we did not talk about it. You're lying.
1: <laughs> Since you've been gone. Oh, I... that's
2: right. We did talk about that. Or you talked about it in a recent podcast. I, I did,
1: think. man. I mean, I remember 2000. Is that,
2: is that the song where girls get crazy yeah. at the bars? 2006,
1: yes. 2007. You want a bunch of screaming, pissed off, you know, screw men girls to get on top of a bar you drop because it starts off slow too yes here's a thing it started out whatever it is
2: you and i worked together during that time wasn't yeah. it 2006, 2006 yeah. 2007
1: when we worked yeah together? you dropped the song and the first 30 yeah. seconds it's like and then by the literally a minute in there are 19 girls in the bar screaming since you've been gone and you could tell it's visceral they're like Speaking from experience, so true. Like, man, it's a man hater. It's a man hating song, right there. <laughs> oh yeah. So she'll
2: be the godmother.
1: Yeah, she's going to be wow, the godmother. Be her. I, that's what I was wondering too. It's 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 crazy how they come up with these godmothers. Like Queen Latifah was the Carnival Horizon uh, godmother. It seems like they they catch a little fire. Like they go after because Queen Latifah had that. Obviously, she's a actress, but she was originally burst onto the scene as a rapper, and. Uh, She went away for a little while, and then she got that lip-sync show, and people were hot on that, so they caught a little fire, and uh, that's why she was tapped. Kelly Clarkson, you realize she just got a daytime TV show.
2: Yes, I heard that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so I guess that's the connection there. All right, we have a quote. Today we celebrate the delivery of our 17th ship and the close of our history-making Breakaway Plus class, a feat that was made possible through a special collaboration with our partners at Meyer Werft, said Andy Stewart, uh, president and chief executive officer at Norwegian Cruise Line. Our dedication to creating next-level offerings on board will allow us to continue to deliver meaning- meaningful experiences for our guests when Norwegian Encore arrives home to Miami. Um, Encore will take part in a couple of preview cruises, the first of which will leave Ber- Ber-
2: Bremenhaven.
1: Bremenhaven on Halloween, and we'll arrive in Southampton, England. Yeah, so this is a little old, too, as well. We... we Wrote this a little while ago, but we hadn't released the podcast since. Uh, Then on November 2nd, she will make her way across the Atlantic to New York City for some more preview events, and then she will head down to Miami for her official naming ceremony. There will be lots of pomp and circumstance and speeches from the dignitaries and a live performance from Kelly Clarkson herself. I have an idea of what song she's going to (laughs) sing. From there, she will remain in Miami for the remainder of the winter season and doing regular sailings to the Caribbean, so I don't know. Have you've never been on a? Have you been on a Norwegian cruise, Beatrix?
2: Yes, I have actually. Do but you know but what I ships Don't remember no? the name. Was it Pearl? Maybe.
1: Okay, so the Pearl is. It's crazy how you know. It's almost like ever since Norwegian, it's it's interesting how these phases come with these cruise ships. I feel like Carnival can be broken down into three. So you have the Fantasy class, which literally is almost a third of their entire fleet. And then a bunch of their ships run together. And I think that's a lot of the what are the Conquest, the Liberty. The, I know they're different, but if you look on the interior, a lot of them have a very, very similar feel. Same thing with the Lido deck. Uh, and then, well, you know what? The Pride and the Miracle, That that class is a little bit different. But then you have the One and Done, which is the Splendor. And that's like their early history, their kind of past generation of cruise ships. And then they get into the Vista class. Norwegian is pretty similar where they have, you know, those kind of like older crappy ones that you might, I would only say crappy just because by comparison, very basic ships. But then you have the mid-range ones, which are very, very similar, the Jewel and the Gem class ships, very similar layouts. And then they have a one and done, which is the Norwegian Epic. And then... Their follow-up is all of those Breakaway and Breakaway Plus class ships. So it's interesting how you can kind of break down the uh, cruise lines into thirds. Royal Caribbean, I think, doesn't go in that same direction. But the Breakaway, I remember when the Breakaway, the Norwegian Breakaway, First came onto the scene. I think the epic was the ship right before the breakaway, and then I remember it's so it's crazy how fast it goes. I was in New York at the time, and they were saying this new ship is coming. It's going to be purpose built for New York, and they had um, you know Norwegian is famous for their hull art, and they had a New York City skyline on the hull. That's when they uh, they launched the uh, the waterfront. I believe it was the waterfront. Yeah, the waterfront districts where you can kind of like hang out. And I uh, almost feel like you're on a boardwalk, and then they did two of those. So it was just Norwegian Breakaway, and then the Getaway, and then they leveled up. So starting with the Escape, they went uh, just the Breakaway plus class ship it was a little less, little more, uh, little more bells and whistles on the plus class. interesting to see where they're going to go. I think they heard they were going to go smaller on their next, uh, you know, and ne- which is rare. Usually cruise lines just graduate to larger ships but they're going to go uh they're going to go smaller what else what do you think uh
2: i was just thinking about which norwegian ship i was on i think it was the pearl i'm not sure but i know it sailed out of new york city and we went to the bahamas it was a five-day cruise but um yeah i don't know much about norwegian or these huge mega ships in the norwegian line so i'm gonna let you run with this topic
1: yeah no pearl is usually the one they use for the uh um the theme cruises, which is so much fun. I got to get back on a cru- uh, theme cruise. But that's pretty much it. All right, let's get into the main topic for the show. All right, welcome back. want to take a quick second to remind you guys we have a Patreon page. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot slash always be and what that is is an opportunity if you like what you hear to support the show on a different level you get. For $5 a month, an extra show a week. Now, I used to say, you know, if you just want to kind of support the show. But actually, like I said, if you want to just start the day with a anywhere from a 15 to 45 minutes, sometimes even more, uh, just kind of cruise banter. We go off topic a lot. You know, this show has kind of been known to have the cruising, but then also the extra as well. And this is for, you know, some people who kind of really like the extra. Or like I said, if it is um, if, you, if you do enjoy the show and if you, you feel it that it brings you value and you'd like to support it, you can go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash alwaysbebooked and they will uh, walk you through the whole process of becoming a super cone And it's just, like I said, $5 a month, a show every single day of the week. Uh, All right, let's get into it. I'm going to
2: correct you there because first you said you get an extra show every week. I did. And that changed recently. Okay. So you get a show every day, not an extra show every week. It used to be an extra show every week. I
1: said every week. Yeah. So I screwed that up.
2: In the beginning, yeah.
1: Okay, my bad. Yeah, so it's an extra. Listen, that's been a challenge and a lot of people were like, well, how the hell are you possibly going to do that? You know, the, 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 um, the levels of which I'm able to run my mouth have even surprised me. So, yeah, I've come up with topics, whether it's cruising, whether it's off topics. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes I go deep. You maybe sometimes get to know a little bit more about my personal things than probably I, let's call it oversharing moments and things like that. Beatrix, how would you describe it?
2: The majority of the time, this is definitely my podcast, my go-to podcast while, I was dri- while I'm was while i driving to work. So it's an everyday listen for me, and it's absolutely worth it. And I do like the personal aspect. There, you get more personal. There, we find out more about your life, about your job hunt, about about your quest to become a 100% cruise guy. I really, really enjoy it. It's a lot more personal than what's out on the regular podcast.
1: No, and she's right in that the fast forward button I encourage, but also just skip it. Like, honestly, I'll tell you right now, it's there every day for you. I have a favorite show that I listen to, Mike Francesa, Sports Radio 66. I like that he's there every day. I listen to his show Mm -hmm. multiple times a week but if i listened to all of it every single day i wouldn't be able to deal with it. so i do understand like you know someone mentioned it too that they listened to it, you know, they actually unsubscribed because you know i don't i can't keep up with all the shows. you should not keep up with all the shows. you definitely should, you know, just know that it's there. you know what i mean when you have a little bit of a a, a lull in whatever you consume from a podcast standpoint, just know that you can listen to five or six back episodes, two or three back episodes, but or don't. Just know that another one's coming tomorrow. So, again, But I'll
2: tell you, I'm legit disappointed when I wake up in the morning and it's not there, and I know I'm getting in my car in 10 minutes, and I'm already stressing what right. am I going to listen to, so I do miss it when it's not there in the morning. In but it's phone. always
1: there. So what we will do is get into the main topic. I think I've missed probably since I started doing this. In the Patreons, total, we're probably about two months in now, maybe a little over two months in now, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I've probably missed three to four Mm -hmm. total episodes. I
2: agree with that, and while you were on cruise.
1: And I I don't record double when I put a podcast out, so that's pretty much the Patreon for that day.
2: That's fair enough, though. Yeah. That's very fair.
1: All right, so what we wanted to get into, get into, like we said at the top of the show, was some of the things in cruising that may or may not be things that we'd like to see. Beatrix has a couple. I heard some of the people from the office had a couple. And uh, we also threw it out there to you guys, so we'll read some of those as well. But I wanted to kind of, I guess, get the ball rolling. One I think definitely should happen on a cruise ship, and this to me is something that they really should do. And... I think that there should be some sort of, you know, one thing that cruise ships lack is usually a really nice pool. I think a lot of people choose all inclusive destinations and they really love places like Coco Cay and the o- Oasis Lagoon because of how large and comfortable the pool is. You know what I'm saying? So, like, When you go to a cruise ship pool, it almost feels like it's a bunch of birds trying to get into a little pond. You know what I mean? Sometimes. So if they just said screw it, and you know what? Forgo some of the real estate that's on the deck, and I don't know if it's a weight issue. If they could pull it off, I would say that they should create a large pool. Now, my vision of this is on the back of the ship, obviously aft, maybe even overhanging off the side of the ship like they do with the hot tubs on Royal Caribbean, Freedom Class and whatnot. I think they should have um, an infinity pool that goes off the back of the ship and then also a swim-up bar. I could tell you right now, they would make a lot of money for that. People would sit in that pool and they would drink. I mean, if you made an actual real-deal pool on a cruise ship, that would be a game-changer. Cha- game and I think for that reason that ship would be sailed and booked and always uh, you could probably charge more money for that for that ship just because of that pool what do you think about that one Would would
2: you put that pool in the front or in the back of the ship
1: i don't even care i don't i could say put it in the middle uh but i would prefer it on the back of the ship only because i like the unobstructed view of the sea but if i guess if you're putting it on if you're making it infinity and all the way the length of the ship
2: Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe that'd be really cool. The
1: width of the ship, I should say. There would not be as much of an issue because you would get the unobstructed. And then what I think you have to do is just build little like walkways over it. You know what I mean? So you could walk over it. Maybe there's a bridge in the middle. Of it, so you can go from one end to the other, but just make it so that it's a real viable pool. I don't know. Maybe the swim up bar is a little ambitious, but I think it would really, really do well. People would really like it.
2: I don't think it's really ambitious. It's it, in my mind. I think that's very much doable. I mean, they do crazier things than that. So yeah,
1: I don't know. Maybe it. Do you think maybe it would be a weight issue?
2: Possibly with the water. Yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility.
1: I don't know. Would it be that much different? I mean. I don't know. I don't really know. The stuff that they're putting on cruise ships nowadays, I just listened to cruise radio the other day, and Doug and Sherry Laskins were talking about, like, how crazy they're getting with the things that they're adding, and is there going to come a point where it does become too top-heavy? I'm not sure. I don't know those those logistics, but we're just talking about a perfect world here, and I think that would, uh, if you're just talking about attraction-wise, I think that would be a home run. Picture, picture going on a carnival ship, walking past the Lido deck, going through. I'm thinking, though, they would probably, I would say that would be the main pool now. So now what would you put on the Lido deck instead? You're going to put a maybe a smaller pool?
2: Another pool. It's never enough of pools. It's always so
1: crowded. Well, then maybe it might be the weight issue if you're talking about other pools. But you're right. Maybe deck space, which we'll get to in a second. But I just think, you know, if you're on the Lido deck and then you walk through the buffet and then you come out, Onto the back of the ship, like you do on most carnival ships, and you see just a giant pool. You know what I mean? With some lounging areas around it, maybe a deck above it. They build a little platform above it so you can lounge. But it's mostly all about the pool. Um, so that's it. I
2: engineers can, can make that happen.
1: German engineers could probably make that happen. <laughs> we got to call up the Germans for this.
2: Most likely, yes.
1: Volt, Volt, Voltar, Vulcan, Volker, 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 Volker Volker Oppenheimer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, another thing I think of. So this is a little bit of a combination between the North Star and they're putting roller coasters on cruise ships now, right? So you're having a roller coaster on a Carnival uh, Mardi Gras and then a dream, a dream ship, a dream, the world dream, I think it is. They're putting an even longer roller coaster on board their ship. Rollercoaster is nice. It's a little combo with the go-karts. I understand it's a little bit of a thrill ride. Then you have the North Star on the Quantum Class ships of Royal Caribbean. I was thinking, why not simplify it and put a huge Ferris wheel? Like a really good, high-tech, ultra-modern, safe Ferris wheel because the – the roller coaster is pro There could be problems with that. Like you flying around Not ever first of all not everybody's going to want to do a roller coaster flying around the top of a Lido deck at 40 miles per hour? I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? No. Nope. Why not?
2: I'm not a roller co- coaster type of person.
1: No, I'm not particularly either. When you have a couple of drinks in you and you want to do it like I'm not, a roller, I'm not a roller coaster person, but getting drunk and going to Coney Island was some of the funnest things we've ever done.
2: People would throw up left and right on that roller coaster
1: that tr- That's true too. Imagine on a rough sea day. <laughs>
2: oh Jesus.
1: And think about it too. Like imagine how much they're going to have it not be. That's one complaint to have about. A lot of the technology that they put on cruise ships. they go so far advanced sometimes that they almost cannibalize themselves because a lot of times it's not even operational. Because if the weather, like, okay, we're putting the dive theater on uh, the Oasis class of ships and the dive and that's really, really cool, ice skating, all that. You better book that early because if there's rough seas, you're not going to get a chance to see it. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering how rough seas will affect a roller coaster that's traveling. But if you have just this stationary Ferris wheel that you're on the top of the Lido deck, but then you can get an extra couple of hundred feet even higher – and unlike the North Star, which you know what the North Star is? I have no idea. The North Star is on Quantum Class ships. You've probably seen it. It's that cruise ship with the arm. And you can get in the pod mm-hmm. and go up in the air. I've seen it, yes. Yeah, so they have that. But you're in a pod. So it's cool, but you're almost in like an enclosed area. And then only so many people can fit. And then they have certain runs where they go up, they come back. down. I'm thinking just a continuous Ferris wheel. You're out in the open air. You can get some really, really cool pictures. You know, It's probably going to be really cool to, to actually see that, to see that view from up there.
2: I would much rather get on that than a roller coaster.
1: Okay. So let me ask you, Ferris wheel or uh, the North Star?
2: Ferris wheel. Yeah?
1: Yes. 100%. So there we go. So now we got two things we're both in agreements with. Agreements. Yes. We're in agreements with? <laughs> yes, <Okay>. we are. <laughs> Another thing I came up with was a fitness club or a fitness group. This is a little weird, but for the people who want to get on a cruise and for the people who think that cruising is over only for people who are overfed, an opportunity for like someone who's been working on their weight and working on their fitness and just trying to stay healthy, on day one, they join a group. They join the group prior to the cruise, and then on day one, they meet maybe right after the mustard drill. Everybody gets to know each other, and it's maybe three things a day. Maybe it's a spin class in the morning. Maybe it's a you know, a uh, 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 some sort of an aerobic or CrossFit class later in the day, and then they could also talk and maybe just have a informal get together every day. So it's a social thing, but it's also a way for everybody to stay kind of uh, you know. I don't know if I would do this. This may not be for me, but I think that for a lot of people who are fitness conscious, it might be good because then it's almost like a little bit of a support. And then there could be like an award. So like the thing about cruises, a lot of times it's like not if you're going to gain weight, it's how much weight are you going to gain. Maybe for the people who uh, gained the least amount of weight slash maybe even if they lost weight. There could be some sort of a ceremony at the end of it. You know, this this one did that. That one, you know, lost this pounds, this amount of pounds. Or, you know, you recognize some people who did it. But then also, you talk about what the um, low-fat or clean eating options are on the cruise ship. And you guys can meet for those types of lunches and those types of brunches or dinners and things like that. Like, so, you know... There could be like a a, a C day brunch, but then there's low fat items on it and everybody kind of goes and enjoys it. Like it's because, listen, we talked about this before this podcast. Beatrix, you want to talk about how much you love running?
2: Oh, I hate running. And I do it. I do it because I have a 5K coming and I get myself on that treadmill three, four times a day just to get semi-good by December, but I hate running, and I want someone to explain to me what is there to like about running. I do it, I hate it. Every right. step I take, I say it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it.
1: Right, so my point is is that there's always, like, there's never an area, where, there's never a reason not to want motivation to try to stay in shape. And I think cruises, like I said, it's almost this foregone conclusion that you are going to slob out and gain weight on every cruise you go on.
2: I feel there are so many people intimidated to go to the gym to for the first time or whatnot. They don't know how to use the the machines in the gym. This would be a good start for someone who feels that way and maybe get on a five or a seven-day cruise in this fit group or fitness group and someone can show them how to use the machine so he doesn't feel like a complete idiot when he goes to the gym having to walk around and wander around, how to use the machines, how to eat health the uh, nutrition tips how to even start a treadmill can be intimidating to someone who's never been in a gym before.
1: You're right. You're right. So my vision is like somebody, you know, before you cruise, it's in the cruise planner. You sign up before you get on the ship. And then when you do get on the ship, the first meeting that you have, there's a, there's a pamphlet given out. There's an itinerary, almost like a cruise compass or a freestyle daily within the freestyle daily that gives you all the things that you're going to do uh, within this little group. And like I said, it could be a social thing just as much as anything single cruisers would like to do it, you know what I mean, if you if you're on the ship by yourself.
2: It's funny you say this cuz this is the type of camp I'm going to in April in in, Hava- in um, Varadero, Cuba. It's a fit camp and it's a group of people who do fitness and we are going to work out once or twice a day together. Those of those people who want to go for a run in the morning can go for a run. Then there's a fitness class. Then there's another one in the afternoon. And in the middle, there's a lot of activities. Or if you don't want to partake in activities, you just go to the beach by yourself. Or you go read. Or you relax in your room. So Totally. it's it's a great idea. And it works on land. I am very much a part of it in April. So if it works on land, it would definitely work on a cruise ship. I would even consider signing up for that.
1: I, I totally agree. And then again... You choose your level of participation. If on day two or three, you know what? That chicken parmesan and the little deck is looking really too good. That chocolate fountain is looking really too good on day six. That barbecue, you know what? I, this is you know, I try. It's not for me. But then the hardcores will stay it, stay through it, to it, and we'll see who wins. You know, see who does well because a lot of people like to stay in shape on cruises. I mean, or on vacations in general. And I think they should have the opportunity and have some sort of a group like you just said. I, I did. I didn't know that that's the exact kind of thing that you are going on when you go to Cuba. But uh and you see it more and more. Things that are successful on land, people are thinking, let's put them on cruise ships. Exactly. All right, so going from the practical and rational to maybe something that may be somewhat uh if, if there's one on this list that might be out of control and maybe not so rational as much as I tried to stay rational, uh I wanna I wanna bring apart I want to bring along the zip line debarkation. <laughs> I I get it. I see why you would laugh. I do understand why you would laugh, but I think that it's I think it's legit.
2: Envisioning this whole thing.
1: Yeah, you get off the ship, and I don't know. There was a lot of logistics would have to come into play. There definitely would be a safety issue. I know that, but if you can build it you know, what is a zip line at the end of the day anyway? It's just it's just a, just a cord that you... So if you can kind of make it solid and it's just a matter of connecting what, what's on the ship to what is on land as you get off, and obviously that have to be a premium, maybe do two or three at a time. And then, yeah, you just basically, as you get on the zip line, you, you scan your cruise card and you have all your stuff with you and then you fly off the side of the ship Onto whatever port you're going to.
2: Zipline debarkation. This so, is hysterical.
1: I mean, why not?
2: That is so funny.
1: I mean, it's probably easier than doing a zipline embarkation, right?
2: Well, obviously, but this <laughs> is so fun. Did you come up with this one? Yeah. Oh, that's so good.
1: Do you? But, but I
2: would do it. I would do it.
1: You would do a zipline in general? I, I didn't think you would do a zipline.
2: I would do a zipline. Okay. Yeah, it's on my bucket list. I'm not looking forward to it, but I will do one. And I think it's going to be in Costa Rica because they say that's the place to do it. The, in Costa Rica, they have the nicest zipline.
1: Well, there's two separate types of ziplines in the in the world of ziplining. Two zipper touch? Ty- <laughs> zip- <laughs> one is like... Uh, almost like a a canopy tour Mm -hmm. like you just zip line and zip line to multiple kind of like things Mm -hmm. and you're like looking it's almost like you're getting like a A sightseeing tour yeah yeah or the other one is just like some thrilling like out of control fast just one extra long extra high very scenic adventure zip line
2: i'll take the first
1: i'll take the second okay okay did you see that one in puerto rico did I? Yeah, there's one in Puerto Rico. Oh, on the, the show. one you guys
2: were talking about Jimmy in the, in the show. Yeah, yep. yeah. I did oh, see it. My I actually goodness. watched that video.
1: Out of control. Yeah. And I, I mean, would did not you see, see his face like yes. flapping around? Yes. It's terrifying. Would you do it? Superman style? I guess I would have to do it. You yeah. would? I wouldn't. I would be terrified. Oh. Geez. But yeah, I guess I would do it. I mean, I was terrified for the Labadee one. You know, and that was, ugh, what an experience. Did that you was. do
2: that when we were there together?
1: No, I did not do that that time. Oh, I you did the dragon's breath. I did the roller coaster. Yeah, the, yeah. Dra- the Alpine self-controlled roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I sat on a dock and drank <laughs> my head off. But on the first to- time to Labadie, was it the first time? Yeah, the first time with Nicole and Chris uh, and Sony, that's what we did. All right. Here's a weird one, too. But this is kind of uh, it is, this might be geared more towards me. I would like to hear what you guys think of this or if there would be a variation of this that you guys would think would make sense. Media Room and Recording Studio On Board. And the reason I say it is because so many people are out there trying to capture their memories in a specific way. And with the, I guess, continued you know, onslaught of all these social media platforms, people are trying to just, you know, I guess, document their vacation, however, or document anything. So I was also thinking in this regard, a recording studio where you can kind of, Take home a recording of you doing a song, almost like a form of karaoke, but you could save the song. So, like, there would be media experts on board, and you would go there, and there'd be a list of things you could do. I want to improve on how I could do my Instagram stories, or I want to uh, use my iPhone to make montages, or I want to do this app uh, or that or, or or whatever it is, and you can kind of spend a good hour or so learning how to edit footage, how to. Work, uh, I mean, uh, let me ask you this. You have an iPhone, right? I do. You take pictures with your iPhone, I right? I do. Do you think you scratched the surface of the capabilities of what that iPhone Oh, not can at
2: all. I'm very dumb to smart Between
1: lighting and between... Fi- I don't even know with, no. what half this stuff is, but getting a, a little, you know, as far as... Because we're all amateurs out there. Even me, when I try to make montages and I'm in the in the game a little bit, I still use this editing software and I don't know. I learn every day things that it could do when it comes to titles and captions and filters and lighting and things like that and how to put things together and... Little video apps that you can make. Remember when I was making those daily video uh, videos on the Harmony? Yes. You know, like things on how to do that. Like you don't have to be self-taught, but there's a media room on board where you can learn how to really effectively do- document because some people do it as a money-making thing and some people do it as a complete hobby. Um, would, would you
2: y- make this a, a you-have-to-pay-for type thing or would you make this an activity on the, on
1: no, the I would, compass? No, I would probably say that most of it could be free, but maybe charge a small fee if you're having people spending time and using the program and things like. Because you have like, you know, you have the cafe, the internet cafe, you have the coffee shop, the where the pixels are. If you kind of created and carved out a little area with in that in that realm, where you know you can you you can do that type of thing, people would I would see think people can get a lot out of it, especially people who are in their fifties and things like that, because they don't necessarily have they, they didn't grow up in the era where all this technology becomes as easy for them and this can give them an opportunity to really you know and then you have a bunch of 50 year old people becoming Instagram experts and Facebook experts but really because I love to document and I probably feel whether it's true or not I feel like I do get looks because of how many pictures I'm taking while I'm on a ship or I know my friends do Tommy put the camera away isn't enough isn't enough oh well first of all I'm documenting because I'm doing what I'm doing with the channel, but also because I like. Don't you like scrolling through your pictures and 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 bringing being reminded of the vacations that you went on with yes the people and that no. you were?
2: That's funny you ask. I was just talking about this at work with uh, with my coworkers. I don't really look at pictures. I take them, but I I don't go back and look at pictures no. often. No, right. so I. I decided that I will not be taking as many pictures in the future as I have because I don't look at pictures. Mm -hmm. I really don't go back.
1: But you do have an Instagram page called...
2: BTRX Travel Bug.
1: Yeah, so a little pop there. BTRX Travel Bug. You should definitely follow that on Instagram. And you have an endless supply of pictures that you put up there. And I like looking at your pictures.
2: I do take really good pictures. People have told me that. And I do enjoy taking pictures. I share them on Instagram, but I personally don't sit down at my computer and go back to, I don't know, 2012 when I was in Brazil and look at that folder yeah. that contains 200 pictures. I just don't.
1: You know what? You're right. This would be a free thing. This thing would be free. Where you'd come into the media room, you'd sit down, and on the cruise compass, I mean, how many freaking uh, Lady and the Tramp trivia is he going to go to? You know, now you can go and sit down. And some lady's gonna, you know, or some guy's gonna be up there with a PowerPoint presentation, and it'll say, um, you know, Snapchat for your vacation or Instagram for your vacation, and they'll be, they'll just give you like a twenty-minute course on how to like really optimize your Instagram photos and how to put them together in like a story and how to maybe do boomerangs that are kind of cool. And there's definitely tricks of the trade. That people who are pros know how to do and know what to you know make sure that you don't backlight too much. I mean, you know, so I think that there would be a a little bit of um of an audience for that.
2: There would be interest. I bet there would be. And, and then, this is something that they may come up with. I'm I'm surprised they haven't yet, but
1: maybe they do. Who knows? Um, and then yeah, if I, you know, I guess the recording studio. I don't know. It might be a stretch, but. You know, I know that a lot of carnivals, they used to have it like I would go to carnivals or like not carnivals, just like amusement parks in Brooklyn, whatever With my dad and family. And you would always see whether it's Adventureland on Long Island or like, you know, offshoots of Coney Island in Brooklyn, we would go there and you'd see this like almost like little island style trailer and you could go in and for like 40 bucks, you can record a song and they send you out with a tape and you have a tape of you singing a song. I thought that was cool, but maybe that really doesn't one, have, one doesn't have to do with the other. All right, let's move on from that. But I would like to hear what you guys think. Tommy at com. Let me know if you think that there would be uh, any sort of an audience or um, a demand for some sort of a media room or media courses or lectures of that type on cruise ships.
2: Cruise ships sh- should pay you for these ideas. I feel like you're giving away really good ideas right now. I really like the fitness idea and this media room idea
1: cruise ships i do have a paypal if you want to listen to beatrix right now and you can pay me i am accepting payments for these (laughs) ideas uh paypal somehow or another i don't know or just buy a t-shirt cruise ships or, or just become a patreon how about that um this one came out of your office now your office came up with a bunch of good ideas the only problem is is that i think a lot of them what they came up with already exist except this one i thought who who is this one john john shout out to john getting a lot of love on the show today it John is. Um, speed dating this is perfect speed dating is cheesy it's corny I get it I've never even approached or thought about going to a speed dating thing now if you were going to put this on a cruise ship sign me up because what, what it is is basically like cruise ships right of course they how they're family friendly they're couples friendly they're elderly friendly they're all everybody's more than welcome to go on a cruise including single people. And I think, especially with the advent of Norwegian spending so much time trying to host single people and cater to single people, solo cruisers, things of that nature. I think the speed date, while they do have meet and greets, meet and mingles. They're pretty lame, though. They can be lame. Yeah. But the speed dating thing, not because speed dating is so cool. But what you're doing by putting a speed dating event together is showing that, all right, these people are DTF. <laughs> and I don't mean DTF necessarily, but they're single and, and and ready to mingle. like you go to a singles and solo cruisers meetup. there are people there who are not going to talk to people. There are people there with significant others. There are people there who are friends just because they're going to the event. You know what I mean me and you go to a solo meetup, right? There's 30 people there. We don't know their story. They might be there with, you know, they just stumbled. They didn't realize it was solo and singles meet up. They might be there. They might be swingers. You never know what the hell you're encountering. But if you have a speed dating event and you have 35 people that sign up for it or whatever, there's no question. All right. That chick right there, she's looking to meet a guy on this cruise. That might not be me, but she's definitely there whereas you don't can't say the same thing if you go to a solo meetup you know what i'm saying
2: i agree and also even if they're not looking for a long-term relationship or to hang out in in a sexual way on the cruise you may just connect with someone who you're having a great time with for five days or seven days and you would never meet that person otherwise exactly but here you're you're basically forced to talk to everybody for five minutes at a time and you may never say hello to them again on board but it may be a really good connection.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. Totally. All right. So I definitely like this, the speed dating one. Great contribution to the show, John. Thanks again. All right. Last one we have from us. And this is one that's a little touchy because we, we, it already exists. But it doesn't exist the way we'd like it to exist. So we all know that you could do some overnights in Nassau, you could you used to be able to do overnights in Cuba when they were doing that, and Bermuda seems to be a big one as well. But I think, and I agree hundred percent with you guys when you say and Beatrix and you know everybody in the office that it would be cool to have an opportunity to stay in port on some more popular destinations, wouldn't you agree?
2: Oh, yes. That's that's one of the many reasons why I don't cruise as much as I would like to, because I want to spend more time in those ports. Don't give me Santorini for eight hours. Don't give me Colombia for eight hours. I want more than that. But if the ship would stay in port overnight and it would spend two days at each destination, and I'm thinking primarily of tourist destinations, not island destinations, I, I would be on a cruise ship a lot more often than I am.
1: No, I totally agree. It's to the point where, like I said, I want to like, string together a Tortola and St. Thomas run where I could literally, let's just say we go to Tortola, day one, and then the next day is St. Thomas. I want to get off in Tortola and take a ferry to St. Thomas and get a hotel and stay in St. Thomas and re-catch up with the ship the next day. Because it is cool. There's something about being in a port at night and seeing the sun go down, seeing the sunset, and then seeing how things heat up at night. You know what I mean? You get an opportunity to do that in places like San Juan a lot. It seems like a lot of the ships stay in San Juan well past 10 o'clock, but I would love the opportunity to stay overnight. Now, I think one of the issues with that might be the fact that, you know, These ports want to get the cruise ships in and out. You know what I mean? They want people to kind of come and go. But I think if you assured that you'd be out first thing in the morning, that there should be no harm, no foul, right? Somebody may be able to give me an email or or let me know why this wouldn't be – why it would be frowned upon. But I would think that they would like it. You know what I mean? All that revenue, that's thousands and thousands of people leaving – Your port, anywhere between 3 and 6 o'clock, why not have them stick around? You can make that much money off of them hanging out at night, can't you?
2: But see, I wouldn't want to leave first thing in the morning. My point is when I say overnights in ports and more days in ports, I want to spend 48 hours there. Okay. I would much rather go on a 10-day cruise that has five ports and we spend two full days in each port than eight destinations
1: no i definitely feel you i would just say the only logistic issue with that might be just because they want to turn it over they want to get other ships in so like if you're kind of occupying they would have to do a lot of revamping with the schedule uh so as to say okay well the norwegian Pearl's coming into saint thomas this day msc seaside's coming in the following day no msc seaside can't get in the following day because the well, pearl it's the- only
2: logistics this can be done like in Cartagena, for instance, I would like to spend 48 hours there. Or if I were to take a cruise in South America, Argentina, Peru, uh, Brazil, or whatever ports they stop there, Chile. I would. I don't want to be in a race to get on the ship, off the ship, every day, eight days in a row in different destinations. I would much rather cut down the number of destinations and spend two days in each port. I would love to go on a cruise Peru, Chile, Argentina. But I looked at their itinerary, and they literally spend six to eight hours in each port. That is a rat race.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. It just, I guess, it definitely... <sighs> It definitely makes sense to me as to why financially it just seems to make more sense that the cruise ship should be at sea while it's overnight. You know what I mean? You already have the – logistically and financially it makes sense that if you have the bed there on the cruise ship, that is your hotel. Exactly. It would only make sense that you kind of are on the move during those hours. You're kind of getting out of there. And yes, logistically, yes, it's definitely possible. But – if you were considering how many cruise ships, if you were going to make that more, I guess, standard across the board, how would that affect the, uh, the, the, the government or the, the port itself financially? Because if, if you put that in place, you're basically reducing the amount of cruise ships that get there by a third or however many But Do you
2: think they have their port docks maximized every single day of the week? So let's say if a port has, I don't know, three docks or four docks, are those used to the max every day?
1: You're absolutely right. Now, I would say they probably are during busy season, but you're probably right. There probably are opportunities where you can, because I would definitely 100% agree with you. I would, I don't know if I would do it regularly, but I would 100% Sign up for a cruise that only gave me two ports of call rather than four if I can get two days each in those two
2: ports. 100%.
1: Right? Without a doubt. All right. So they owe you money for this one, the cruise lines.
2: Well, they should, yeah. One of the reasons why I didn't decide to do a Mediterranean cruise Mm -hmm. last year or this year, when was I there? This year. Is because I looked at itineraries and they give you eight hours in Santorini. It's not enough. And that's a lot for cruising. It's not enough. You barely get off the ship and into the city. There's there's zero time for you to check out the island. Zero.
1: I I think we all agree. And that's one of the, you know, I love cruising. And part of it, that's why I love it, because it is an adventure that keeps you moving. But yes, of course, there's times and places that you go to that you really wish that you had a little bit more time. No Mm -hmm. question about it. All right, that's it. I pretty much. So you know what? Let's go into. Let's just go through some of the things that you guys had to say regarding this topic. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna call you guys out on. You You came up a little lame with this one. There wasn't a whole lot out there. I wanna uh, give a shout out to those of you who did participate. But
2: before we do that, let me ask you a question on yeah. this topic. We're we're talking about what's gonna happen ten years from now on a cruise. If you compare 2009 to today. What do you think was the biggest change in, in the cruise world or cruising industry? Like, I, my very first cruise was in 2009, exactly 10 years ago. What changed?
1: It's pretty evident that the main thing that changed was the advent of the mega ship. Yes. 2009, I believe, was the maiden voyage of Oasis of the Seas. And when Oasis of the Seas came onto the scene, that changed everything. When you put that type of hardware on, on the ocean... Not only does it change the whole game for that piece of hardware, but it also changes the game for the mindset of everybody else. And they're like, if I can do that, what the hell else can I do? Mm -hmm. I could probably say that with confidence that if there was no Oasis of the Seas, you probably wouldn't see go-karts on a Norwegian ship. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, what else can we do? You know what I mean? I bet. Oh, here's one. How about helicopter, helicopter tours off the ship?
2: Ooh. I mean, they're going to be very expensive, but that sounds pretty awesome. A
1: helicopter that lives on the ship all the time, and while you're doing your sailing, you could take helicopter tours.
2: Hawaii okay. would be the prime market for that.
1: Good call. Absolutely. All right. You're Le-
2: welcome, Cruise Lines.
1: Exactly. This is good stuff here, Cruise Lines. So as much as you hate me sometimes, <laughs> understand that you know we're giving you gems here as well. Levi says facial recognition. Levi is very brief. <laughs> With their uh, contribution, and uh, you know, he basically just says facial recognition. I don't know if he means pretty freaky. I don't know if he means bathrooms. Now there is facial recognition with the um, with the passports with with uh, with with Royal Caribbean. You no longer have to show your passport. Once they scan your passport, they know who you are, and they just have you take a picture, and you can get right off the ship and out onto the street, no problem um marty where would you
2: use that where would you use the facial recognition i don't know Only they were took very it on and off they were or very brief would you use that as your c-pass or would your face be the c-pass
1: listen i, I can't tell you how brief they were they were just so brief levi was very brief facial levi, recogni-
2: elaborate on this for yeah. us please G-
1: give us something more than facial recognition um Marty says longer and shorter trips. How about mid-sized trip, uh, trips, Marty? How about those two? Marty wants it all. I had a dream that one, <laughs> <laughs> that one got too tall and tipped over. This is what Doug was talking about on his show the other day. They were saying, you know, is there too much stuff? Are you going to make it too top-heavy? But they still wanted to get 15,000 people on board because they needed the money to stay afloat, and afloat was emphasized. Yep, you can tell i 15 days out. Marty's got a cruise coming up. Shout-out to Marty. And his crew's coming up on the, um, what is it? The uh, It's a quantum class ship, right? He's going to be State. on it
2: on Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: He's always good for those Thanksgiving I follow you, cruises. Marty. Of course, we all do. Um, yeah, Todd mentioned that. Doug mentioned it on his show as well. Uh, Marty says to Todd, never trust an engineer. Unless they're German. Come on. Richard, Ferris wheels and roller coasters. The Ferris wheels—I saw that you wrote that the other day, and I agree with you. We're on the same page. Great minds think alike, Richard. Uh, the roller coasters do exist, but a hundred percent with the Ferris wheels, I think. You know, I don't want to make it into a into a, a theme park. I don't. I don't think you should start doing, you know, carnival games and you know, uh, tilt-a-whirls and things like that. But a Ferris wheel speaks to the observational qualities. You know what I mean? Getting nice high up in the air. Uh, you could enjoy that. Justin Jones, um, hoping the mega ship trend slows down. He'd like to see more mid-range ships similar to Carnival Spirit Class. You're right because they have those ships and you know the knee-jerk answer is, well, just sail on a Spirit Class ship. But the answer to that is, well, I'd like a new Spirit-class-sized ship. And I agree with that sentiment I as think well.
2: if anything, that's going to grow. I think the ships are going to get bigger and bigger. No,
1: but like I said, and Christine is expanding upon what I said before, the Leonardo-class. You're right. Smaller ships on Norwegian, they're going down a little bit. So it'll be a mixed bag. Um, Amy says more overnight ports. I agree. Um And uh, that's about it for that.
2: You know what I thought of? How about those? Have you ever seen those robots that deliver water in hotels, land-based hotels now instead of room stewards? I have not. Okay. Google it or look it up on YouTube. They have these mini robots. They look like like a soda cooler, like those Red Bull coolers. They're about up to your waist and they have wheels and they deliver water to your hotel room. I think that would be pretty cool for room service. Why not? They're probably going to have those rolling little robots deliver room service to you. Possibly. We're talking 10 years from now. So much is going to happen in 10 years. Only if you look at technology, like what happened 10 years ago and now between iPhones. We went from flip phones flip phones to like 12 different kinds of iPhones. 10 years is a long time. I think if we're going to listen to this episode 10 years from now, we're going to like, "Oh, we should we should have we should have out of the box yes i don't think we think out of the box right now
1: no you're probably right um you're probably right it's a lot of things are going to be voice you could just say things and things will appear like gary vaynerchuk you guys know i like gary v a lot listen to him all the time and he he's he's big on the voice thing like he's saying like me and you could sit here and you could have you know your refrigerator downstairs you know you always want certain amount you could say fill And your phone will be set up and programmed to know how much milk you'd like, how much eggs you'd like. And then somebody will show up with that, bring it in, put it in your fridge, and then your account will be, you know, charged. I Um, don't
2: think we let our imagination run wild in this one. I think crazier things are coming.
1: Can you imagine? I remember when I first heard maybe, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, I first heard about the research that grocery stores do uh, to get data on you to how, what you'll buy, what you'll purchase, and they know how to advertise to you. And here we are now. You can like even look at your phone and think about buying a home, and all of a sudden, you're flooded with real estate. It's crazy. All right, let's get into the emails. How about that, huh?
2: Oh, yeah do emails
1: yes you want to do some emails my favorite
2: part of the show
1: beatrix loves the emails and we're going to get into that in just a second
2: by them by the way you should start reading emails on patreon too if things that are going on in the loft do email segments every now and then in patreon too
1: you know i struggle to get no because the show is not necessarily a nationwide you know mega hit here like we don't necessarily i only get so many emails a little, you know, here and there. So it's not like I. I don't think I'd have enough.
2: But you shut down someone's email in the most recent podcast, and you said, "Take this to the loft." And then I felt bad for the guy. I'm like, his email's not being discussed. No,
1: it's not an email. That oh. was a post in. The, oh, it was the, a post. The in the in the lounge.
2: I thought it was an email.
1: That no, was a. It was a post in the lounge that pertained to a super cone thing. That was and so I said, let's move this to the loft.
2: No, I think it was an email. It was an email on your regular show about a Patreon reference. Oh, right,
1: right, 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 right. Yeah, that was one. And you yeah, said take I gotcha. it to the loft. But that was one. So yeah, we <laughs> could we could talk about those in the mega loft. All right. Let's get into the emails. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at AlwaysBebooked.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. Uh, Tommy at always Be If you have any questions, concerns, comments, and yes, corrections, because we all know I say a lot of stupid shit on this show, I like to think that I try to bounce back and correct it, but I'm always open to listen to you guys uh you know tell me when i got it wrong so do that at tommy at always be com, and uh yeah let's get into it all right dear tommy i love the podcast however the one thing that's missing is a little moral philosophy smiley face consider the scenario oh we got a scenario a hypothetical all right
2: <laughs> i'm ready let's, let's see I'm where we are here. for this
1: one You've been on the most epic cruise of all time for four days when there's an accident that forces everyone on board to abandon ship. Oh, my gosh. During the evacuation, your lifeboat is damaged, leaving it with a hole that fills it with water. Oh, Jesus. You figure that with 10 people in the boat, you can keep the boat afloat by having nine people scoop the filling water out by hand for 10 minutes while the 10th person rests. After that 10 minutes, person's 10 that person's 10 minute rest he or she will get back to work while another person rests and so on this should keep the boat from sinking long enough for a rescue team to find you as long as this happens within five hours so you're saying five hours with your whole system of you know ten, nine on one resting all right you're taking your first break when you noticed stew oh gee in a sound lifeboat with only nine people chris sony king marty Hannah, Doug Parker, Nick, the lovely Miss Kay, and Beatrix in it.
2: Oh, I'm safe. You're on your own.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He beckons you to swim over and join them so you won't have to keep bailing out water. If you leave the people in the sinking boat, they will only be able to stay afloat for two hours instead of five, decreasing their chance of being rescued, but securing yours. What do you do? Be honest and please excuse the morbid dilemma, DJ.
2: My first question is, what do you scoop the water out of that sinking boat? Do you have nine buckets?
1: <laughs> no, Carnival has uh, 2.0 water scoopers okay. that they put on. No, I just made that up. I have no idea. But first of all, I got a question. Oh. How the hell did you think of this? This is, um, this is a tough one for hey, me. Hey,
2: DJ, thanks for putting me in the safe
1: boat. Yes, Beatrix is safe. Um. And you used all the cast of characters. <laughs> That's cruising so that. funny.
2: He, he hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Everyone. And Stu's the captain.
1: St- yeah, Stu's running the show. <laughs> so I really. Well, you want to take this one on first, Beatrix? What would you do?
2: Oh, I would jump ship in a heartbeat. You I'm would- an only child. I only look out for myself.
1: <laughs> wow. I appreciate your honesty. Um, You know, it wouldn't be about the safety because I would like to help and bail the people out. You know what I mean? Five hours. It wouldn't be about necessarily not having to bail the water because I'm happy to stay in the mix and bail the boat out. But it would be very, very hard in such a time of crisis to see the people that I love on the other boat and just not join them just to not join them for purposes of just being with them. So, as much as I hate to say this, I would probably wish the crew the best of luck. And <laughs> I don't I don't think I agree with your scenario. I don't think I think you give me my bailing too much credit. I don't think my bailing alone is going to have a 3-hour difference. So if I'm sitting with these people and there's 10 of us and there's still 9 left to bail, but my freaking dear friends are in a lifeboat, Like right across the way, where I can swim to them for no purposes of just in case we all freaking die because we're in the middle of the ocean, I'm gonna be with my friends. So that's the reason. It's not that I don't want to bail them out, it's not that I'm not down for just you know an easy run because we're all gonna be safe. If I just it's because I'm not gonna see them sail by and not be with them,
2: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, yeah. It's, it's a no-brainer for me. I'm just very content with my decision.
1: Yeah, you don't even have to know the people in the other <laughs> boat, do you? No. As long as it's a safe boat, you're jumping in, right? Exactly. It could be,
2: exactly.
1: it could be 10 weird Germans with, uh, I'm going. with balcony fetishes.
2: I'm out.
1: You're, you're getting in the safe boat. I
2: am getting in the safe boat no matter what.
1: Okay. All right. Now, if I didn't know the people... That's the better dilemma, because, yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. You guys tell me. I want to hear what you guys think. This
2: is a great scenario. It is a great
1: scenario, so I want to hear what you guys think. Is anybody really staying in that freaking boat? Kay! Is Kay
0: here?
1: Hold on. Oh,
2: we're going to get another input here, it looks like.
1: Kay, are you here?
2: Oh, we're getting we're getting a third opinion, right, ladies and gentlemen. If
1: you're, if, you're, uh, if, you're, if you're not available.
2: Oh, she's not available. Wah,
1: wah. She might be available. She's probably on the phone. We'll we'll ask well, she her. She might she might be pooping. Okay, if you're pooping, it's okay. Listen, this is I'm sorry. Girls don't poop. You're gonna get that type of thing on the show every once in a while. All right, we'll come back to that. That's a great one, DJ but uh yeah i think i'm i'm alone the lines of beatrix uh, again not maybe as a uh, h- hardcore oh, all right okay come on in for a second can you come here for a second are you on video no no, no video
2: <laughs> you can come naked Well, i'm not naked oh okay
1: all right hold well, let me turn the camera on <laughs>
2: Oh, she's half naked. I, I just got out of the shower. All right, we, all right, have, so we have an email for you. It's a scenario. What do you think?
1: The the ship's about to sink. We're all in lifeboats. I'm with nine people that I don't know. The syst- but there's a hole in that boat, so the the water's coming in. But we have a bucket, nine, uh, ten buckets. So the system is not nine, uh, nine people are bailing out the boat, and one person rests for ten minutes. And then everybody gets to rest every 10 minutes. So there's always one person resting, right?
2: Okay. He's in that boat.
1: Yeah, and I'm in that boat. So under that circumstance, you can probably stay alive for a good five hours. Right? Doing that. And hopefully that extends it for the rescue people to come. Alongside of me, I see another boat that works perfectly. A rescue boat, a, a, a lifeboat. And inside of it is Chris, Sony, King Marty, Hannah... Doug Parker, Nick, the lovely Miss Kay, and Beatrice. And Stu. And Stu is the captain of that boat. Oh. And it works perfectly. Now, I can, we don't have a hole in our boat? No. no hole. We're safe. I oh. could get in that boat, but it would cut down by three hours the amount of time that they'll be able to keep the other boat afloat. Do I stay and continue the bailing out campaign? Or do I jump ship and join you guys? Or what would you do if, let's just say, I was in the boat and you were in the position of bailing out?
3: Why wouldn't the other boat stay next to the boat with the hole and everybody rotates through the boat that has the hole?
1: So everybody stays... What? what?
3: The boat that doesn't have the hole. Is the boat that doesn't have... It's, is our boat our going bo- to safety? Yeah. Or is it waiting for somebody to waiting. come rescue us? Waiting. Everyone's so waiting. why wouldn't we transfer people that are in She the wants to boat, do the
1: scooping amongst the two boats combined. The
3: two boats combined. You would do that? So instead of having 10 minutes of rest.
1: So you would make it so that, but then everybody's, no, you can't transfer boats. People well, can't get out of one boat to the other.
3: you're going to come into
1: our boat. Yeah, it's one leave. person. But you're saying like every 10 minutes we're going to have a boat transfer?
2: Let's just stick with the scenario.
3: Okay.
1: What would you do?
3: Would I want Tommy to come into our boat? No, what
1: would you do if you were Tommy? Like if um, you were the one, would you continue to stick with the people bailing them out and give them five hours of hope? Or would you join your best friends and get on the safe boat, but the only, the only thing is the other people only have two hours now?
3: I would stay with them.
1: You would stay with them? Yeah. Wow, the lovely Miss Kajalski.
2: Wow, you guys are both going to bail? I am jumping yeah. the minute I'm offered.
1: <laughs> I'm not as hardcore as her, but I'm like, you know what? Only because we're at sea, it's a freaking horrible situation. I just want to be with my friends. I'm not going to stay with these strangers.
3: But is the other boat staying there for support?
1: No, everybody's st- stuck. What are you talking about support? Oh, our our the, boat. The, the
3: friend boat. The friend boat staying for the, support. What are going
1: to do? Hold it up? Like no, it's everybody's.
3: Move those buckets. You're a yeah. good. Move that you're a good person, so Kay.
1: You're going to stay, and you're going to just stay with the people. And who knows? I'm if... going
3: to curse the fuck out of you, though.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> out of who? Uh, the people oh, who are he's safe. in
3: that boat. All of us, us in <laughs> Stu's boat. And there's no guarantee
1: that after five hours you're going to be in safety. Yeah, if you said that, I would do it. If you told me that we, we just have to, I will, I'll, I'm i with you. If you told me we're guaranteed to be able to be safe in five hours, as long as we just keep busting our ass and bailing it out, I'm staying. Yes, I will stay with the boat. But if th- we're at sea. We don't know what's going to happen. The wave's going to hit, knock us over again. The rescue, they don't find us.
3: How are you going to feel if you are saved knowing that you let those nine people?
1: I eight will people? I'll answer your question. I will feel awful. Terrible. Me too. But I will feel. Me too. I will feel awful alive. I will feel awful alive. But again, so you're basically extending it a three hour window. So you're giving them three hours. I would just be like, you know what? It would be too much. Weird. If I saw, if I'm like at sea and things, are the water's chopping over and everything's going crazy, who knows what's going to happen? And I see all you guys in another boat. I'd be like, I'm not going to not be with you guys. I'm, I'm joining. Why you sink our boat. I'm joining my. That's possible. <laughs>
2: Especially we have those, a problem, Kay. Those, We're in the safe boat. Yeah. Do we want him in the first yeah, place?
1: Yeah, DJ, you didn't. You didn't say that scenario where I'm trying to get on the boat and they're all throwing me off, <laughs> saying no, no, there's too many.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: row, row faster, Tommy. Good luck. All right, I'm I want
3: Sorry, I save lives for a living. I want to. I
1: want to hear what you guys have to say, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, let's move on. Thank you. You can join us for the rest of the emails uh, if you like. I have finished getting ready. Are we going to go eat? Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you, I mean I'm, you're getting fancy? But... No, I'm going to work. am <laughs> to Dear Tommy, I am a super cone and dedicated listener. I thought it was only fair to write you with the compliments and comments because you asked us to let you know. What we appreciate about the show. No need to address it on air. Oh, well, too late for that. It's something I thought you would dig since I hear all about you and your great stories. And I don't think you really get to hear about what I enjoy so much about your podcast. I found you after following Sherry, believe it or not, who is very sweet. I don't have kids. I don't have a lot of means. And I certainly hadn't yet been on my first cruise. She was great to follow, but I needed something more real. Oh, <laughs> Sherry's real. Uh, you remind me so much of some people I used to hang with. We're around the same age, too. It's been a fun ride, and I hear a lot of passion in your stories, and I really appreciate that you follow your heart. I don't care if you don't talk cruising. It's about the human at the other end. The first thing that sucked me in was your sensitive sensitivity with difficult topics. I don't even remember what the darn topic was, but I remember you handling it well. Your mix of humility and bravado is greatly appreciated, and the music got me. Your church episode nailed me as a 90s country girl, but I've been listening to more lately and your daily music selections really opening my eyes which Beatrix said the opposite of love the stories what? and the des- uh, descri- that was in
2: parentheses by the way that's uh, not in the email yes
1: not in the email <laughs> love the stories and the descriptions of moments in time a sense of place is really important. I love your musical pump-ups on your speeches to get us motivated. Only this week, I made a weight goal I thought I wouldn't hit. Since high school, something is working. Motivation helps.
2: Woo! Congrats on that.
1: Okay. I don't expect you to actually do these, but I gotta get this off my chest. May I suggest you try tea? I know a beer and alcohol guy might not think of tea as uh, inebriating, but I assure you there is something called a uh, tea high and it's legal and it's fabulous. Uh, Happy to pour tea for you sometime on a future trip to florida tea drunk is a chatty state where your inhibitions are often dropped and things are rarely predictable not as high energy as you are used to looking for but it totally changed me i could sit down and drink uh drink with others for five or more hours calorie free lots of caffeine and engages all your senses number two I wish you were West Coast. I could use someone who can manage people to help with the volunteers at work at my work events. I'm at the Red Cross. One project of ours is to install smoke alarms in people's houses for free. I would love to have someone who can keep a team pumped, roll with the punches, not that we encounter many of them, and it's so rewarding. Might want to look at doing that in your area. I find all of my work so rewarding, and I was a volunteer for years before I ever joined. I love that we are both following our hearts. Mine doesn't pay well, but I just love what I get from it. Do take care. I'll be listening. Good luck with everything, Christina. Christina, I'm gonna tell you something. Every once in a while, an email comes along that really, really uh, gives me a reason to think that you know people are listening, people are hearing, and people are appreciating from top to bottom with the whole music thing. With um, you know, and I will tried the tea. I, I'm not mad at some tea. I'll drink some tea. What do you think? I'm look <laughs> like the guy that doesn't drink the tea? Sign me up. Beatrix, you like tea?
2: Uh, every now and then. Not really. Only no. when I'm sick. Yeah. I'm more of a coffee person. No, and I'm
1: not a raging, fall-down alcoholic. I'm party drunk. Like, when there's a party to be had, I like to drink. You know what I mean? I'll ne- you'll never catch me sitting down, watching TV, and opening up a bottle of scotch or anything like that, typically. I mean, maybe for purposes of a podcast. Um, but that's pretty much it Christi- With
2: the music selection I meant to tell you That I started paying attention On Patreon To your music selection Because there's always Meaning behind it So I read between the lines
1: Well no it's, Sometimes there's meaning behind it And yeah. I,
2: oh, and even when it isn't I yeah. start to put the pieces together And the puzzles together I'm like I wonder why he's playing this What yeah. are the lyrics So I used to skip through the music and now I don't because I want to dig deeper and I want to find out what's on your mind. Well,
1: don't necessarily think that every single song I play, every line and every lyric is exactly what I'm feeling at that moment, but it's a mood thing. You know what I mean? A lot of times I try to attach the mood of the podcast or the content with a certain song and yes, I do kind of use that as a little bit of a form of expression uh, when I am doing these. But Christina, again, this is a really, really, really nice email and I really appreciate it very much. And uh, definitely, if you are in the area, uh, let's let's have some tea, 100%. <laughs> let's tee it up. Um, all right, moving on. Hey, Tommy, I really enjoy the podcast and appreciate the consistent weekly content. Keep it up. Here is my question, and it's really for Carnival as it relates to the Cheers package. On a 7 to 10 day or more sailing, are you getting the Cheers package? We always get it. But to this point, our cruising career, we've only done seven- and five-day cruises. Just the cost alone makes me gasp, but so does a sign-and-sale bill after that many days. We always make it worth it, even on port days. But I was curious to what you do as we seem very similar in what we like to do once on board the ship. Cruise on, Brian. Um, Oh, Brian is a Facebook creator. He's got a page called Cruise Addicts, and I encourage you to check that out. Cruise Addicts is... um, Excuse me, I believe it's a group. Uh definitely check it out. You know, that's a case by case basis. You know, Brian, it used to be automatic. I used to have a job that uh, used to uh make money less of an issue than it is now, let's just say. And uh when I did cruise it would be no it would be not an issue. It wouldn't even be like am I, you know, nine days, ten days, twelve days getting the drink package and I'm Gambling at least two grand. No problem. Nowadays, as we've tightened things up and we call, you know, live the lifestyle of a little bit more of a struggling artist, you might say, I've been much more self conscious. I'm sorry, much more cost conscious. And sometimes I deal with, usually, I'll say 90% of the time, I will still get the drink package. But I will look at the variables and the alternatives within it. For an example, for example, I didn't get the drink package on my Carnival Paradise cruise, even though that was a five day, because I had a casino deal where I could drink in the casino. Okay, what did that do? Made me gamble every single night of the cruise. But <laughs> at the same time, it does make you kind of um, examine it. So now it's a case by case basis. But I would say, you know, if all things are looking right. From the financial standpoint, it's a good week or a good month and we're looking like we're in good shape. Yes, for me, the way I cruise, the drink package is always the way to go. All right. Tommy, your comment about the number of steps. What what about you, Beatrix? You never get a drink package, huh?
2: No chance. I mean, if I have two drinks on a cruise, that's too much. I don't drink, you guys. So I save a lot of money by not having to debate whether to buy or not buy the Cheers package. And that was the thing,
1: too. When we cruised on the Harmony, I just knew that that was going to be a cruise where we just don't drink that much. So I was happy to save that money, too, especially since I had two cruises around it. Where I was gonna be having all the drinks that I needed. So it worked out good for me. It wasn't all that
2: bad, right? We had wine I think two nights. Like I had a glass one night and another glass the other night. So the cruise the cruise line is really not making money off of me by drinking. Right. But uh yeah, it's still a very enjoyable cruise. It's we had fun
1: and I love that adventure of climbing up the uh ruins of Coba. Yeah, that was
2: cool.
1: All right. Hi Tommy. I really enjoy the podcast and appreciate the content weekly. Uh, Keep it up. My question, and it really – oh, no, no. Sorry. Let me shut this door because it keeps keeps squeaking. Hold on. Sorry.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying this. It's fun, right? Yeah.
1: Tommy, your comment about the number of steps you put in during a workday really hit close to home with me. May through October, my wife and I host weekend weddings on our farm.
2: Wow, that's a tough job.
1: Yeah, right? I'll give you the um, website here. www.weddingbarn.love
2: That's a tough job, you.
1: I would imagine, right? Uh In 1988, the Proclaimers sang the song 500 Miles. You know that one? I would walk 500 miles. Miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the chance to be with you. No?
2: No, I don't know.
1: You got to know that song. Maybe
2: you can close this episode with that song.
1: And that's just what they say. Patreon intro song? Question Oh. Every weekend after a wedding, I'll check my phone for the number of steps I, I put in during the event. This wedding season, I did about 694,494 steps during the wedding days. While it's not 500 miles, it's well over 320. Wow. I would say that's okay. You're doing okay with 320. No reason to strive <laughs> for that 500. This weekend was 38,030 steps. Mother Nature tried her best to make uh, most of these steps very cold and very wet. The whole time I was silently thinking, next week I'll be on the Carnival Breeze. The light at
2: the end of the tunnel. Yes,
1: I was on the Carnival Breeze last week. Your always be booked mantra has helped me get through horrible weather, a few (laughs) bridezillas, and way too many drunks. My wife and I have totally committed to the abb abb way of life this week we board the breeze for a 14 day cruise february we cruise with john Heald. oh you jumped on one of the john Heald cruises that's awesome on the conquest for seven days and next october we are taking a 12 day panama cruise on the sunrise leaving from new york city wow work hard play hard yeah
2: love it love it love it you
1: may may walk 500 miles but you cruise thousands of miles good for you yeah when we get back from this trip, we are going to have you st- have you start looking for a cruise on one of the royal, Car- big Royal Caribbean ships. We haven't been on a Royal ship yet, and we want to check them out. After your hype about Coco K, we are ready to book a 2021 trip. Thanks, Tommy, for the ABB inspiration. We will give you a report about this trip when we return. Until then, boat drinks from Bob. Bob, another great email. I would love Bob to find out more about how that goes, running weddings on the farm.
2: I commend you.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. But also beyond that, just the whole logistics of it, just just how the whole procedure started, just being a restaurant, both of us here, sitting here, being restaurant people, And events, people, and things like that. I would love to know how the day starts. You know what you have to be ready for. What are some of the obstacles that you have to deal with? You know, if you're doing the middle of the middle of ceremony, are you in danger of a chicken running out and interrupting the uh, you know the, the the service or the ceremony? Whatever's going on, I would love to know what the hell goes on. Like with with, with your weddings and the, all, that whole it business. It
2: Must be one of the hardest industries to be in.
1: Yeah, you gotta you have to uh, you know the, as well as the uh, receptions and things like that. Right. This is
2: the most important day of someone's life. Like you gotta be on point twenty four seven not yeah. to screw up anything.
1: And what about the post wedding roll in the hay? <laughs>
2: Right, wow, yeah. You
1: go up to that loft. But look
2: at him; he has three cruises booked. How awesome is that?
1: That is awesome too. So definitely, and you got not just your average cruises going. You got a twelve day Panama out of uh, out of New York City. The Sunrise, great ship, newly refurbished. You're going to love that. And I definitely want to hear about these sailings as well. Also, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, definitely. I I totally agree that everybody should try a mega ship. One of those huge Royal Caribbean ships, or even the Norwegian Breakaway Plus class ships, upcoming Carnival Mardi Gras—you gotta just see. If you're a fan of anything nautical or anything cruising whatsoever, a hundred percent. Even if you don't love it, and even if it's you're not you're not your favorite type of cruise, like it's not my favorite type of cruise. I found out you still have to experience. What I mean, Beatrix and I went on the Harmony of the Seas together. Weren't you? Whether you like the cruise or not. weren't you just floored by the hardware of the ship
2: 100 percent. but i did love it actually i don't think i'll go on a small ship again i'm a big city girl i love that big ship i really do
1: so did i the only complaint i have like i said is the fact that you just can't a lot of times put a huge charge into it like it doesn't have the same energy as sometimes the smaller ships have but I, i understand that's not necessarily your thing i get it um that's about it oh i do have something that i wanted to Weigh in on before we go. All right, this was a, a DM I got from someone. I just won't even say the name, just because I don't know. This is a sensitive topic, so I won't. You know, <clears throat> you know me, guys. Listen, I hope you know I'm going to preface this with saying I don't have an ounce of uh, hate for any group of whatever race, whatever. I. You know, we all love it. I look at people, the human side of everybody. But I also don't veer away from <laughs> stereotypes. And I also don't mi- mi- mix words. I'm like, we know what people are, what they are. We all are what we are. And, you know, I like try to attack it in a little bit more of a humorous way. But um, I'll throw this out. So this is what it was. Hello, Tommy. I am sending you this in a DM because it is a sensitive issue. It needs to be asked in a certain way. So you might have to put this in your own words. On a recent cruise... So you have to put certain in your own. on a recent cruise we had seven hundred rap fans aged twenty one to forty on the cruise we were on the Freedom of the Seas okay so he you mean black people I, I'm thinking that's what you uh twenty one to forty on the cruise we were on the Freedom of the Seas where it holds forty five hundred people also there was a lot of marijuana smoking going on in the cabins when walking to my room I would walk past certain rooms that I knew people of this group were a part of because they had special T-shirts and the smell would hit you right in the face. Finally, the outfits that some of the women wore should not be allowed to be worn anywhere, let alone on a cruise ship. Some of the women were practically wearing nothing and should have been covered up. My question is, do you believe the cruise line should be responsible for letting the people who booked this cruise know about the group cruise before the cancellation deadline? About a month before the cruise... And after the deadline, I found out about this group. I had also found uh, when researching that it was, a, it was Black Cruise Week. So this was the event, Black Cruise Week. This was a 10-year anniversary cruise group that was mostly all rap fans. They had a private concert on Aruba with Jadakiss. They also had four big-named DJs. Okay. And that's where it stops. So here's the answer to the question. All right. So listen. Everybody supposedly nowadays, everybody you can't say, you know, Joe Rogan had a thing on, um, he was talking about the MMA and they were talking about how funny he is the MMA commentator, you know, the also a podcaster, stand up comedian, Renaissance guy of all things. So he had a thing where it's like, you know, it's ridiculous because there's a guy, there's two guys fighting in the middle of the ring. One's a blonde haired, blue eyed white guy. And another guy is a black guy. And they have to say, All right, so this is this is uh, uh, this is O'Neill, he's in the uh, yellow shorts with the blue trim, but then this is uh, whoever you know, Smith, he's in what you have to describe the trunks and what they're wearing because god forbid you say, well, Smith is the black guy, O'Neill's the white guy, you can't say that because for some reason. Just by identifying people by their race is an issue. And this speaks to that. And when he says these are rap fans, they happen to be black people, it's no secret that a lot of black people like rap music. So do I. You know what I mean? Let's just like really flush out all these stupid stereotypes or things that we ideally supposedly not allowed to say. Okay? Again... We all know what's in our hearts, nobody has any hatred for anybody, so let's just not dance around words. Now, what he's talking about is being on a cruise where there are um, what is it, 700? like 700, or yeah, there were uh, 700 people who were there for this event, and this event happened to be a rap uh, a rap it was Black Cruise Week and it was rappers that were kind of rappers and rap DJs that were featured okay so you were going to have a situation where these people you can take away black you could take away rap you could insert it with metalheads long-haired Crazy mosh pit type people. whatever it is it has nothing to do with the race. Yes, the cruise line made a mistake here in my opinion of letting 700 people of a very specific demographic and interest who let's call it what it is, they have a very let's let, let's call it liberal sense when it comes to drugs and language and and, and and that type of thing. It would be the same thing if you were talking about thrash metal where cursing is prominent where um marijuana is prominent all we're saying here is nothing about against the race we're talking about insert whatever race or interest you want the cruise line is completely wrong for allowing this to go on and not allowing you to make the decision if that's the type of lifestyle you want to be around. If you're with a family of four, you don't want to smell marijuana. You don't want to see a type of situation where people are barely dressed with body parts hanging out that should be reserved for a certain other area. That should be a separate whole thing. I go on the Florida Georgia Line Country Cruise in 2015, and I would not want my family to see what goes on with that with the beer pongs and the country girls you know you know flashing and things like that the cocoa i totally get where you're coming from again so i i'm not afraid to just kind of attack what the subject matters. It happens to be a rap cruise. I freaking love Jada kiss. Jada kiss goes back to my day with Jada kiss. And he was one of the members of the locks. I love it. I freaking love that music, but yes, I could totally see how a family would not necessarily want to be on that cruise and your question. So I'm just not even going to read the name and who, who asked it. Cause I'm just going to just use it as subject matter for the show. Uh, is a legitimate one you should have been able to say. You would have told, if you would have told me that there was going to be a biker cruise with classic rock and, you know, whatever comes with all the things that come with a biker cruise, and there were going to be 700 bikers on my cruise, I would want to know and I would want to maybe have the option or the ability to maybe pick a different cruise. Now, Beatrix is being quiet for this whole thing. Did I do that okay? No? You is did
2: that- great. My only thing is that for the clothing and stuff like that, they do have a dress code on cruises. So they can enforce the dress code. Doesn't matter who it is or yeah. what group of people it is or whether it's me or, anybody else yeah so if they were well, they
1: also have a drug code too i'm sure you're not allowed to be smoking marijuana so i'm
2: surprised they did not enforce the dress code in this scenario
1: there's a thing called the groove cruise Happens twice a year on two separate coasts. And that is you're telling me they're not doing uh, Molly on that cruise with all those EDM DJs. There's a Bob Marley cruise, there's a Kiss cruise, there's a comedian cruise, all these types of things, I agree. You should be able to and you also shouldn't have to freaking feel like you gotta dance around. Okay. You're not supposed to say that, you know, you got a family of how of many and you don't want to be surrounded by just nothing but rap music and marijuana smoke and people cursing and, and I have no problem with all that stuff. Go do it. I think it's fun. I like when people get rambunctious, express who they are, enjoy themselves. But yes, this is if it's a family cruise line that's open to the public, the cruise line, I would say, does have a responsibility to kind of compartmentalize that a little bit and keep you know people who have a certain interest in something together or away from regular just general run of the mill. It's just a touchy subject. I don't really know if you could solve it because it is a 4,000-person ship. There was only 7, pe- 700 people on it, so what are you supposed to do? But yeah, there's something similar happened with this. A couple of uh,
2: wait, a you're year saying ago. it was a four thousand people ship yeah. with seven hundred people total on the ship, or no, seven hundred no. people out of, of the this particular group. the the, the, yeah. the black cruise yeah. week. Okay, got
1: it. Uh, celebration, yeah. the ten year anniversary. So that's it. But there was another thing. So there was like um a, a, a what was a European or whatever. But some rich financial. I don't even know what he was. He was some rich. Whether it was European, or Middle Eastern, Western European—I'm uh, sorry, Eastern European or Middle Eastern—group that came on and they brought all, all all European people, like or whatever, they brought people like me, people like you, <laughs> your kind. <laughs> brought brought a bunch of strippers on board. Oh, go go strip, go go dancers. Those are
2: not my kind of people.
1: So like they just bought them tickets. You're on the ship. Here's your room, but. Yeah, when it's uh, time during the middle of the day, they took over the ship, and it was like over a thousand. I think there was like twelve hundred people on this in, in this group, and it was like a he- heavy fight, guy was rich, and they would do like um, they would unleash the Go Go Girls on the Lido deck in the middle of the day, and now they just took over the ship and had their own party. No good, not acceptable. Yes, I do f- feel that you're uh in the right to not appreciate this and not be a part of it if this is not what you wanted. In your cruise, on your cruise, just like I feel the same way about that group of those Europeans.
2: (laughs) Watch out. Uh, Exactly.
1: Uh, But that's about it. All right. We'll end the show on that note. Beatrix, it was so good to have you
2: it was fun i had a great time thank you guys for asking for me yes i really did have a great time with this one so
1: the cones do ask for you and uh yeah there should be a lot of uh dms and stalking over the next couple of days i have some
2: on instagram and i'm i'm not using facebook that often anymore so on instagram i'm being only on btrx travel bug which is mainly mainly just travel pictures but um, Speechers you guys want to follow her, random yeah. nature pictures? You're welcome to. Other than that, you won't see too much personal stuff. I'm very, very.
1: She's keeping her fans <laughs> at bay right now. Yeah, no, but after I'm this very episode, to myself. You know, they're gonna come out of the woodwork. No, you, they won't. you have a bunch of followers and fans, and no, they're gonna show not up. not a
2: bunch. I have a couple people. Yeah, but
1: yeah, and she thank likes you for us. that. She always speaks really, very highly of you guys. I really
2: appreciate you all, and I can't wait to see you all pre group cruise because i will certainly join the group the night before i may even sign up as a taxi driver for you guys to drop you off at the port that saturday very brave of you so most definitely i will see the group cruise people here in fort lauderdale in january and i'm really looking forward to it
1: it's gonna be a great time yeah all right boat drinks cones we'll talk to you soon
0: boat drinks There's Ciao. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away All of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shit of them nine hundred tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads. Jimmy! It's a perfectly good island somewhere Where will ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away a lot of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down To where the boat leads from it takes away. I look at big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from, so get away, to where the boat leads from it takes away. I look at big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat so get away To where the boat leads from and takes away I look at big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from.